All right, so we kick off this series about I choose. You heard me say a minute ago, we believe that you win or lose by the way that you choose. You know, like I said, it's one thing for us to write goals or New Year's resolutions or say all these kinds of things. It's a whole other thing that we have to live those out. We make choices every day now. And the reason choices matter is because what I said a minute ago, God has a purpose for you. He says when we get to heaven that he's going to take a look at our life and say, what have you done with the days that I've given you? Like, let's talk about how you've managed and steward and, and what you've done. Now, it's not like, a, hey, you better be perfect. Uh, you better get it all nailed. God is full of grace and compassion, and we can come to him and ask forgiveness, and it says he's faithful and just. You know, to, but what he is looking at is like, hey, what are you doing with the purpose? We believe, like, the, the, like we just shared a minute ago, that God has plans to give you a future. He has a plan for you because he has a purpose for you. The number one Christian selling book of all time is The Purpose Driven Life. Most people ask this question in life, what am I doing here? What's my purpose? What is this all about? It's not about going through the motions. It's not about getting just through another year. It's not about, it's about what was I put here to do? That's the longing of your heart is to make a difference, is to be a part of something great. And a lot of that boils down to how we choose. The choices we make, our purpose is tied to our choices. We saw in Psalm 139, 14, it says, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. We're fearfully and wonderfully put together. God spent so much time on us because he has great purpose for us. Not to just go through the motions, but God wants to see us be successful. Even when Jesus came, he said, hey, I came to give you life and give it to you in abundance, meaning I've come to give you a better way of living, more purpose, more, are you with me? And so you look at even the stat statistics are uh, you from conception to birth, the odds of everything that had to line up perfectly for you to go from conception to just being here, 130 octillion things, 130 octillion to one are the odds of everything lining up perfectly for you to be here. Why do I, that's 130 with 27 zeros behind it. Why do I say that? I'm saying you're not here by accident. You're not just here to go through the motions. You're here because God saw you through and he has a great purpose and design for you. Are you with me? And so part of that is learning to make the right choices. I have a purpose in my life. And so what we look at even in this video is many times people will sacrifice their purpose for popularity. Oh, I'm choosing that because it's popular or everybody else is doing it. There's a word that we see in our culture that's frustrating. It's called trending. Oh, it's trending right now, meaning a lot of people are talking about it. It's popular. It's trending. God didn't call us to be trending and doing what everybody else is doing and going through the motions like everybody else. As a matter of fact, he said, like, I'd rather you be hot or cold, but just don't be somewhere in the middle. Are you with me? And so we, we have to choose purpose over popularity. We don't do things just because everybody else is doing it. It was really frustrating when I was a youth pastor. Uh, somebody would miss, miss it in life or they'd make a big mistake. One of my students would do this thing and and I'd bring them in, and maybe you as a parent have done the same thing. You bring them in, and you go, oh, come on. You know, you missed it. And you go, like, you're better than this, or you know better, or, oh, man, I believed, you know, that you can do. What are we actually saying to them? We're saying your purpose is bigger than your, what you just did. Like, you're better than this. You have a bigger purpose. You, you're better than this. You're above this. You have more purpose than the decision that you just made. And a lot of times what I would see back from the youth uh, kids was they would say this. The response would be, well, I did it because so-and-so is doing it, or don't you know, well, they do it all the time, or they do it. And so they aren't making a decision based on their purpose that God put in them. They're making the decision based on how other people are doing it or what the lowest bar is. 
well, don't you know other people are getting away with this? So I'm going to get away with this. I don't care what my personal purpose is. I just want to, you know, show me the bottom. And we end up with real mediocre, real lame, real average, real miss the mark because we're looking. And so we have to be a people who choose purpose over popularity. Are you with me? So we can write seek books all day. We can write goals and do all these kinds of things, but we got to be people who say, my purpose and my decision-making filter runs through what's my purpose, what's the point, what am I striving for? Most people sacrifice their purpose for popularity. Why would you compromise purpose for popularity? And I think what it boils down to is, We've gotten off the mark of the way God called us to. So we're going to look at a couple things here in Scripture that, that calls us into staying on the mark of purpose. Um, I thought about this, Psalm 119. I'll read you the message translation. Uh, it's kind of long. We don't have it on the screen, but it says this. It says, you are blessed when you stay on course. I want you to notice a couple words here, uh, stay in steps. And it talks about like um, just staying consistent and faithful to something. So it says, you are blessed when you stay on course, walking, not running, not jogging, not racing, walking steady the road revealed by God. You are blessed when you follow his directions, doing your best to find him. You, God, show the right way to live and expect us to live it. Oh, that my steps might be steady, keeping to the course that you set. Notice the scripture here didn't say, you're blessed when you leap of faith. You're blessed when you parachute out into the things of God. You're blessed when you backflip. and you just, It's like, hey, no, you find blessing when you stay faithful, when you stay consistent to the road revealed by God, when God speaks to you and you just stay on it and you stay on and you say, come what may, he's faithful. I'm gonna stay faithful. Are you with me? I get nervous. The older I get, the more leery I am to connect with people who always come to me with the big reveal. Oh my gosh, God came to me and he spoke this big, and they got this big move, this big glory cow, this big, all this big, and that stuff is true and good. I believe God can show up in a burning bush like he did Moses. I believe he can. But I get leery when, all, when people come to me with the, the big reveal, the big this, but they're unwilling to follow out the faithful steps. When people come and say, oh, this, but they're unwilling to walk through the steps of it. The steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. Scripture says you put your hand to the plow and you don't look back. Why? Because the way the, re the road revealed by God is one of faithfulness. It's steps. Your purpose is one. You just walk it out. You trust God. You believe God. It's not leaps and jumps and backflips. And it's somebody who says, God, I'm going with you. Are you with me? We choose popularity even in church. Wow, look at that. Look how they're doing it over there. We should jump over there. That's popular. Let's do it that way. And then a new move of God happens over here. Oh, everybody run over here. We're going to be a part of this move of God. And we keep choosing what's popular instead of what God called us to. Are you with me? Stay on the road revealed by God and walk faithfully and you'll see him bless you like the scripture says. Amen. I thought about it like this. It happens the same way in our life. The way that we get off the road revealed by God is in our choices. Nobody wakes up one day and says, you know what? I'm going to make an appointment to go lose my job today, right? I mean, you might make an appointment to go in and choose to quit. But what happens is all of a sudden somewhere in your career or something in your decision, maybe you let bitterness or unforgiveness or you're angry with somebody and you've let yourself get off this road with God, revealed by God, and you found yourself in a bad situation because you got off the purpose, you let something else come in. 
Nobody wakes up and says, you know, I'm just going to, uh, today I'm going to ruin my marriage. I'm just going to get up. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to be in this affair. I'm going to just jump into this thing. No, somewhere along the line, you got off the road revealed by God. You've lost sense of the purpose or what God has revealed to you about your big purpose. Same thing in finances. You know, we, we get in crushing debt and we can't get out and then we can't live out our purpose. Why? Because financially we've let ourselves get off the road revealed by God and it stifles your purpose. Are you with me? It doesn't just happen in a leap. It happens as we come off the road revealed by God. We need to choose things and make choices that keep us on the road revealed by God. Everything God does happens through faithfulness. Matthew 25, 21, we all know this. It says, his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. Now I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. What's happening here? Somebody stayed faithful in a few things. Few things aren't popular, right? It's when you have a lot of something that makes it popular. The popular thing is like abundance. You'll get to that when you remain faithful in the little things. You'll get to influence and authority, and you'll get to those kinds of things when you remain faithful in the little things. God says, you take care of these things, you walk down this road, you do these things, you'll get to the point where I can raise you up in more. Amen. Same thing in your purpose. God gives you a dream. God gives you a plan. Now he's saying, stay on the road revealed by me about your purpose. Don't let what's happening over here or over here pull you into a ditch that's not revealed by me. Stay about your purpose and make those choices. Amen? Three purpose killers I have for you, and then, and then we'll be done. Three things that will kill your purpose. We're going to talk about uh, this idea for a couple weeks, uh, but I don't believe that the church, uh, this is a little side thing, but I don't believe that the church in America doesn't have influence uh, because it doesn't have a truth or it doesn't have something people want. I believe the message of God and the gospel and Jesus and forgiveness and compassion, all those things is what this world desires. But we've gotten off the purpose of it and we're just trying to, are you with me? So purpose killers is a huge deal, not just in our own lives, but in our communities. We have to be about God's purpose. So the first thing, write these down. One of the things that I believe, one of the number one things that will kill your purpose in life is the idea of keeping up with the Joneses. Keeping up with the Joneses is one of the biggest things that will kill your purpose. Uh, people that feel like because of the popularity of what everybody else is doing, we have to do the same thing. Oh, did you see they moved to that neighborhood? Oh, did you see that they got that car? Oh, did you see that they did this? We better go do that. Oh, do you know that they spend this much money on this? Do you know that we should probably go do that? And we justify getting off the road revealed by God and we miss our purpose just because we're trying to keep up with somebody else. Your filter in every decision that we should make is on this road revealed by God. I'm not trying to keep up with you. I'm not trying to keep up with you. I'm trying to keep up with this road revealed by God because on this road is my purpose. Purpose over what's popular. Are you with me? I thought about this. Spending your money on popular things will always drag you off the road revealed by God. The scripture says this, that God delights in the prosperity of his people. We but he says it like this, catch this. God delights in the prosperity of his people. He wants you to have nice things. God wants you to be taken care of and be, uh, we, my wife and I, we have things that are nice. Like we've spent money on things that are nice, but we've ran it through the filter of, does this align with our purpose or are we just doing it to spend money or keep up with people and do these kinds of things? The scripture says this, God delights in the prosperity of his people, but he says that he, his desire is that you prosper as what? As your soul prospers. 
meaning as your purpose grows, as you're on that road revealed by God. He wants to prosper you as your soul prospers, as you grow in him, as your purpose in him grows. That's when God wants to add blessing into your life. We saw last month that, that the scripture says that we are to number our days. I'll spend a little bit of time on this. We saw in the last, you're to number your days. Scripture says that we're to number our days and spend them accordingly. So literally, Jess and I, so weird, uh, not just us, but what we do is also weird. I just wish you guys knew how to have fun in church. Like, I mean, it's like um, <laughs> the Gatorade, is that what we said? Uh, first service was a lot of fun, so... Um, well, they kind of were, like, let's tell the truth. They actually really were. So um, let's put both services online. Say 9 a.m. service, fun service. Second service, like, not fun service. Like, it's not fun. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. hey oh. She gets a quiet seat prize. Get her a candy for that. She's... <laughs> So here's the deal. We number our days. We spend them accordingly. So the weird thing that Jess and I do, one of the weird things, is literally you could come into our life and you could look at our monies and our resources in the way that we've looked at things. And we, it's not like, oh, we, we've made savings or we've made this thing or like we, no, we've literally like to the days, into the years of 2019. And I'm not talking about like what you save and stuff. I'm talking like we want to like buy this thing on this day in this year, years out, because we know that when we get there, if we have a plan for it and it's our purpose and God lined it up and that we're going to be able to do it. Are you with me? So we've numbered our days. We spend them accordingly. We put things in place. We put all this stuff here, here, here. And here's another thing about it. It causes us to not keep up with the Joneses. The only people that we're keeping up with is what God called us to do in the days that he's given us. It's easy for us to say, nope, not going to participate in that, not going to participate in that. The other thing is the stuff we spend our money on helps us accomplish the purpose that God put in our life. So we get to spend money on things that are going to help us as a family or, you know, as a church people or travel or whatever. We get to do those things because we've numbered our days, we've put them in a place, and God blesses it and honors it, and it all lines up with our purpose. We're not just doing it because, oh, they get to do it, and they get to do it, and they, are you with me? The other thing is this idea that I learned last year provision. So we all are looking for provision. We want provision in our life. Provision means for the vision, for the vision. So God will give you what you need for the days that you've numbered. He will provide pro for the vision. So I believe this, and I've seen it happen in my life. If you can sit down in your life and make choices about your purpose, and you have a vision for it, and you put it all in place, I believe when God sees that plan and that it lines up with his purpose and what he's called you into, then I think God sends you what you need for it. I've numbered my days. I'm going to spend them accordingly. This is the purpose that God called me to. This is how I'm going to live my life. And then God looks at that and says, yeah, that's in line. That's on the road that I've revealed to you. Here's what you need for it. And God will bless you out of nowhere. Are you with me? Okay. And so I think purpose, one of the big purpose killers is just the keeping up with the Joneses. The only reason you're making decisions is because you saw somebody else doing it. Let's only do what God has revealed to us, or we got to keep up with this person, or somebody did it this way. I, I have people say this to me too. Well, we're talking about purpose, you know. My kids got to eat, you know, so we got to go out to eat. You know, we got to go out to eat. We got, you got to be careful. Yes, going out to eat serves a purpose, and getting a bigger house so that you can fit your kids, and like, well, you know, a hot tub in the house is really going to serve a purpose, you know. Get a hot, you know what I'm saying? You could put a purpose excuse on everything. 
But you got to decide what God's real purpose is in all of those areas. And so do things that line up with your purpose. Amen? Number two, a thing that kills purpose. Ah, this is a fun one and a very frustrating one. Number two, thing that is just a huge purpose killer is surrounding yourself with experts, with people who are experts at patty cake. It's people that just love to play patty cake with you, tell you everything you want to hear. I'm all for cheerleaders and encouragers and people that speak life into you, but I'm just telling people that just tell you what you want to hear. They never speak truth into your life. They're just there. You're so great. You're so awesome. Nothing's wrong with you. You're perfect. And just people in your life that just come into your life and they just, they just will, they'll just speak you all the way down to bottom feeding. Oh, you're so great. You're so amazing. You're so patty cake, patty cake, patty cake. There's no truth in it. They tell you everything you want to hear. They don't love you. They're just pacifying you. I thought about when people literally come into your life and say, you know, they just come in. Well, they're wrong. I mean, I can't believe they would, you know, believe in you so much that they would set that bar that high. Shame on them for believing you in that. You should put that bar down. Put that bar down. Patty cake, patty cake. No, God's looking for us to have people in our life that speak love and tell the truth. You want to kill your purpose, go find a whole circle and build a nest of people that all they do is just agree with you. Bunch of minions, right? <laughs> Proverbs eleven fourteen, Where there is no guidance, people fall. But in the abundance of counselors, there is safety. Do you have people that you can talk to that will tell you the truth? that will call you on your stuff, that will really be in there and hold you accountable? Or have you only let people in that play good patty cake? Scripture says this in Proverbs 19, 20 through 21. Listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Many are the plans in the mind of man, but the purpose of the Lord will stand. So the scripture is this, like you, you can mess up with your own mind. The purpose of God is going to happen. That's going to happen. That's what God's going to do. The purpose of God is going to happen. But in your own minds, we got our own plans, our own things. We find enough people to agree with us, play patty cake. We think we're doing it, and you miss God's plan in your life. Get a good group of wise people around you. This is where you're also thankful that you go to a church that has multiple boards and bylaws and things that keep us held really accountable. Somebody say amen. Because it's not going to kill the purpose of this church. Get people in your life that will speak the truth. Go to a counselor. Find some people that will call you on your stuff. If all you do is build a shelter of isolation of, of agreement, you're going to kill your purpose. I'll close with this. Number three, the last one, the hardest one, and I hope that we can look at it a little bit different. A number three killer of, of purpose is living in the past. And we all know that. We all, oh, I, I agree, living in the past. But that's such a hard one to overcome. We all struggle, I think, in all these areas. But this one is one that we all face. I thought about it like this. Many people miss today trying to revive yesterday. Oh, but you don't remember back in the day, it was so good and we got to get it alive and we got to bring it back. It was yesterday and yesterday and yesterday. And the truth about yesterday that you love so much is you actually complained about yesterday when you were in it, Right? Everybody wants it the way it used to be. I remember you when it used to be, and you complained about it then. <laughs> but we spend so much energy missing our todays and our tomorrows because we're over here at this dead thing, trying to revive the way that it used to be and the way that it was and trying to bring it back to life. That's yesterday. It's the whole saying of like, the rear view mirror is smaller than the front windshield. Why? Because we're supposed to spend more time looking out the front of things of head instead of the things that are in our past. Are you with me? Isaiah 43, 18 says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. 
It says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Literally, the writer here is saying, you can miss a move of God. It's saying, hey, can't you see that it's happening? A new thing is happening. Do you not perceive it? Meaning it's possible for you to be so stuck on your past that you miss what God is doing in your now. He's making new ways, new rivers, new things in your life. And we're so stuck looking back at the way that it used to be. God wants you to have your eyes ahead of what he's bringing. Your purpose is in front of you. Are you with me? Don't get off the road revealed by God by looking at your past. Don't turn around. Don't do a U-turn. Keep your eyes on the road revealed by God because our past can be a purpose killer. You can miss a move of God by living in your past. I believe many people, they get hurt. They get frustrated. They see a situation in front of them that has happened or had happened. And instead of being aware of the new of what God is doing, they just live at that table of what happened. It's like you're licking the plate of the old days and they keep bringing out the good stuff. The new is here and you're just over there like trying to, sometimes it's just like, get over it. Look what's in front of you. Are you with me? You're missing what God is doing in front of you because of something that happened to you. I realize there's extreme measures and there's pains that we all bring from real things. I'm not saying that your past doesn't ever, I I get that, you know what I'm saying. But there's some people that spend more energy and effort keeping a dead thing It's weekend at Bernie's, really. (laughs) Many of you walk around with your old days just keeping dead stuff alive. I think that's a movie, I don't know. I know it's a movie, I'm just trying to think what it was rated before I confessed it. (laughs) It was an old movie, I think. I was probably a kid, so my parents probably watched it. That's how I know about it. The popularity, here's my last point in your past. We're talking about purpose over popularity. The popularity of your past, catch this, it's a different way to look at it. The popularity of your past can rob you from your purpose. What am I saying? There could be times where God has promoted you, moved you up into something new. And all you wanna talk about is the way it used to be. Maybe on your job, you got a promotion. You're in a new thing and it's a new season. It's a new way of doing things. And you're gonna miss what God has for you in that season because all you wanna talk about is the way that you used to do it. Well, you know, back then we used to do it like this. We used to do it like, and you miss the new window of what God is doing. Maybe it's uh, given up too soon. God's called you to something and to grind into something and you're going and you just wanna give up too soon because you'd rather go back to the way it used to be than what God is doing in the new and pressing through and following through in the new. Life is about transition and change, changing from the past to the new. Are you with me? Well, you know, it was this way before we had kids. Well, it was this way uh, when the kids were in the house. Well, now it's this way that the kids are out of the house. Well, now it's this way, all these different things, right? Don't let the things of the past hold you back from the purpose of what you have today. Amen? Amen.